0: Everybody full? Happy and sassy? Sassy then happy, huh? Amen. Pastor Diane, you want to come and greet the people? Amen. Give her a good hand as she comes up here. Amen. She does a lot of preparation for what we just ate and everything else. and, and uh.
1: Oh, praise God. It's just so good to see everyone here today. And we have people that haven't been with us before. Why don't you stand and let us... Is, okay. It's... Okay, yes, praise God, good, thank you uh, You want to tell us her name, I can't, your name, I can't Lori. see your Okay, wonderful Wendy We're so glad you're here,
0: um, Barbara. It's, it's here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Okay all right. It's such a blessing. I want to thank the Lord for this beautiful, sunny day. <laughs> God put it on my heart. I mean, it's a it's a holiday weekend, and so, you know, we should have ham- hamburgers and hot dogs and have our picnic, even though we're inside, you know. And all week long, it's just raining and raining. And raining. So, anyway, I, I uh, we asked Pastor Joseph, what, what do you think, you know? And he said, well, we can find a place to cook them, even if it does rain, you know, because he just does so many things to help us. And so, he just, um, this morning, they just got those ham- hamburgers and hot dogs just cooked at the perfect time when everybody was here and and uh, so God is just so good. It, um, what a blessing. We had ladies in the kitchen helping me Cheryl and uh, Olga and Anthony. Well, Anthony's not a lady, but <laughs> Olga. <That's for> sure. <laughs> Cheryl and Olga and then Anthony. Now, what do you need? to be taken out now so anyway everybody uh has is such a blessing you know every every time we meet joy i mean penny i always get her last name mixed up she, she was at the door greeting everybody with a smile so yes oh yes oh okay yes I don't wanna miss anything but miss anyone, but I just am so thankful for what God does and and how we are experiencing breakthrough every Sunday. You know, you think, My goodness, how can we how can it be any better than last Sunday, you know? But um last Sunday was pastor was really, really, that was an awesome message, so we just have so much to be thankful for, and Phil is going to share with you a little bit about what Labor Day, and what we're thanking God for, and so we just, um, I'll I'll let you share that, because I left my glasses back in the, my purse is back there.
0: (laughs) So you just loaned your purse out to? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, how many of you know Monday is Labor Day? How many of you know what Labor Day represents and stands for? It's your anniversary. Well, congratulations. Amen. How many years? 29. 29 and going. Amen. Anybody else have birthdays or anniversaries? I knew he was going to call for I have one of each. It's just Sarah was not in here. She's new. Uh, New, First time to the group, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. Labor Day. How many of you know when it started? Well, I'm glad you asked me the question. So I... (laughs) I went and looked it up to find out myself. I was curious exactly what does Labor Day mean? You know, what does it mean? So I looked it up on the internet, which everybody knows that's a wonderful tool. You can get all the information you want. And I really enjoyed looking at the pictures of the old time. Look at, it, look at, look at that on the very bottom down there. That, no, I got to have this. Amen. Labor Day began back in 1882. 1882. There was two men that uh, both of them with the last name McGuire, but they they were spelled a little bit different, and uh, they uh, they wanted to to recognize the people that labor and work in the in in the force field of United States of America, and to honor them for their labor. And so uh, they <clears throat> enacted it and started working with it, and one state accepted it. Uh, New York state accepted it. And uh, finally they, they uh, put out an, an ordinance that it would be a, a recognized holiday for that particular day. But the United States of America Congress didn't get it until 1894 when it was enacted under Grover Cleveland president of the United States they passed it as a law in the state uh, in the United States of America that it would be a day that would be recognized nationally forever and it was to recognize the you know the people that work so hard at seeing to it that this nation is secure and and blessed. And so uh, that's what Labor Day is, is about. It's about the people. And so they had a special day set aside and they had a celebration, like an outdoor picnic type thing. And that's the reason we're doing what we did. So we had hamburgers and hot dogs, even though we're inside to just recognize as we come up to Monday is a recognized holiday time for you and I. I always just thought, well, it's just another holiday, another day off. But it did have significance behind it in uh, what it meant. Uh, And so I just thought that was a, a wonderful thing for us as Christians. You know, we're the body of Christ. We have a universal body. We have a local body. And then we have an individual house body but it's still all the body of Christ. And so today, I wanted to share with you about the body of Christ, the importance. It's already been shared, you know, as Dom was sharing about, you know, his ordeal and his circumstance and, and everything else, that the church began to respond as soon as we've got word, as as we do with any other circumstances and situations in the in the body. Once we find out, we activate people, that get involved uh, to touch the lives of those that are hurting or going through circumstances, need prayer, need, uh, need food, need some help uh, of some kind financially and everything else. We have uh, a reservoir of, uh, I don't want to say, that's not the right word. We have, we have set aside monies. In the church, to take care and help help our body, the Bible says to minister especially to the household of faith first. Before we reach outside, he he told us to win our Jerusalem, where we're at first. Then we'll go to Samaria, then we'll go to Jerusalem and the other most parts of the earth. So we have to start at home, and this this church is a good house. It's a good house. It's got loving people on the inside of it that want to be activated to do wonderful things for Almighty God. Talents, abilities, uh, you know, and and giftings and callings that are inside of each one of us that are in this room. And I want to recognize you today as we celebrate this, this holiday, but from the perspective of a church. A church coming together, meeting together, loving on one another, caring for one another. Uh, if one member suffers, we all suffer. If one rejoices, we all rejoice. That's the way it's supposed to be. There is no big eyes. There is no little use in the body of Christ. Should not be uh, at any point in time. We have a tendency to take our fivefold ministry and don't take this wrong. We need to respect our fivefold ministry. I are one. We need to respect that, the giftings and the callings, but we do not elevate that. We're all impregnated with the love of God, the peace of God, the power of God, the authority of God, the faith of God, the ability of God on the inside of us, but no more so than the person that is standing at the door in the front of the church ministering. They have the same anointing and the same... Uh, opportunities as you and I, and we need to give them due respect and honor for doing that. We have, you know, we have a helps ministry celebration once a year here at the church to let those know that have helped and been a part of blessing this body, how much we appreciate them and love them, but we can't just do it one day. We need to do that every day, every time we come together and be so thankful and grateful, you know, because... Our, the challenges that we have before us in the, in the time that uh, is going on. You, you all know that the end of times is upon us. We are living in the last days. Jesus is coming back, and He's ch- coming back for a church that's going to be without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. And it's not because of what we do, but because of what He did in our behalf but we finally come to a place that we recognize it. It's greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The one that is inside of you is the same one that's inside of me. Is the one that's in the side of the one next to you. That's the reason we don't have any business having bickering, backbiting, whispering, you know, any of those things. None of those things are helpful and beneficial to the body of Christ. We don't sow division amongst the brethren. God hates that. It's one of the abominations of the Lord. We don't sow discord. That means you don't, you're not a whisperer. Amen? Thank you for your enthusiasm. But it's true. I'm saying that because this body is a loving body, a caring body, and we need to recognize that. And we need to recognize one another in a very special way. I want to read uh, what the Word has to say concerning, concerning that. I'm glad you asked me to read that too. You. Would you read that? <laughs> yeah. you. Just to help us out. You know, can I just say one more thing about- Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> no, go ahead, and
1: 1776. Yes. Right. So from that time to the time that they enforced the the um, this
0: holiday, it was almost 200. Years, no, a hundred years. Like hundred years after
1: that. But see how God? They were brave enough to come and give because they were they wanted to leave because they didn't want just religious tradition. Really, worship in in not just domineering religion, but but you know the love of God and, and true born again experience. But uh, anyway, I just thought that was really interesting how how God is the one that made it possible for us to have that freedom.
0: We are such a blessed nation. Listen, our forefathers had this thing right. They were being led of God. Even those that did not know God were being led by God. And we have a nation that's been established upon those principles. And regardless of how she looks right now, what she's going through, she's still a great nation. And we, this nation was established On the principle of Almighty God. And I'll tell you you right now, He's not just going to let her go. Amen. Amen. He's not going to call her Ichabod and just release her. There's too many people that are in this country that love God with all of their heart and believing for supernatural intervention. And we're seeing it happen. We're seeing it happen. And so the church is going to get better and better. She's going to get more, uh, 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 what'd you say? I was going to say violent, but I didn't want to (laughs) thank you for that. Vibrant. We're, we're, we're being illuminated. We are, we're being illuminated. There's such a freedom that is in the, if you're in the right place at the right time, uh, the spiritual atmosphere is being generated by the people, uh, of God that becomes conducive for God to step in, for the Holy Spirit to begin to activate the move of the things of God. God God created it. Jesus fulfilled what He created. And then the Holy Spirit is carrying it out. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit, you, you can't even get born again except the Spirit draw you. You have to be drawn by the Holy Spirit. And how many of you know it's not God's desire that any perish, but that all would come to repentance? So that would include include that one that is atheistic in thinking, agnostic, every other kind of thing that you can possibly think of. The Holy Spirit is still drawing people unto the Lord Jesus Christ to worship Him and worship The Father God. And so the church is being positioned in such a way that we become His arms, His feet, His mouthpiece, His ears, and His eyes. We're to be in action mode all the time. Everything about the Holy Spirit is offensive, not defensive. And many times people look at the Holy Spirit, well, I need to pray so that He protects me. No, you've already been protected. The protection is already there. You just have to acknowledge it. The Bible says the angels of the Lord are encamped around about them that fear Him. Amen. You have angels that have been sent on specific assignment to aid and to help and to assist you to fulfill the things that you need to do. You know, demons are angelic beings as well. They have eternal lives, but they have been limited by what they can, they can do. And their, their commander in chief puts them in regions and in cities and in dominion places that they can't leave from, but the angels of the Lord can go anywhere, do anything at any bidding. They have no distance that keeps them from doing whatever it is that we need them to do as long as. We speak the word, they hasten to the word to bring it to pass. So you and I need to realize as a body, we have great power, we have great authority. The name that is above every name you possess. Nothing can defeat that name. Cancer can't defeat it. Any kind of other disease cannot defeat it. Lack cannot defeat it. There is nothing that that name will not take care of. Amen. Thanks, God, for Jesus. Now, let me read this to you. It's found in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. I'm going to start at verse number 12. It says, As for the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit, Are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and all have been made to drink into one spirit? For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? How many of you have hands? How many times does your hand say, you don't need the foot? How many times does the foot say, I don't need the hand? Amen. How many of you know your hands are important? If you don't know that, just go ask someone that doesn't have them. They once had them, unless they were born without them. And if they were born without them, they still realize the importance of they. They would like to have them because they could do so much activity. We take for granted all of the things that we have, and we should not do that. That's the same way that we do sometimes with the body of Christ, other members in the body. You know, because they're not standing behind a pulpit or they're not doing this or that in the church. Sometimes we, we, we look at them differently. We shouldn't because they have just as much quality in them as you do in, in you. They just need somebody to encourage them to bring it out of them. Amen. Just like somebody helped you along the way. Somebody helped me along the way. And everything else. I know whenever, before I became a um, a dedicated Christian, uh, I was a, I had accepted the Lord, but I was not a dedicated Christian, and I was in the business world, in a corporate position, and, uh, you know, you say one go, and he goeth to another come, and he cometh. I didn't know that that was in the Bible, but that's what I was doing, was, you know, I was over people and responsible, for certain things in the, in the business world and, uh, and people, a number of people. I had about 100 employees that I was responsible for. And so sometimes you, 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 don't, you don't realize the value of people until you begin to work with the people. And as you begin to work with people, even though I was in a, a higher position, I got out there and mixed with the people. Because inside of me, I just love people. I like people. I like to be around people. And so it was just natural for me. Whenever I was uh, you know, growing up in school and everything else, uh, I was a leader in, in my school and on the football team, the baseball team, and, and the different activities that we were in. But uh, the thing about it was is I just I like to work with people. So even in the business world, I found that if you work with people, you get to know them, number one. Number two, uh, whenever they find out that they can trust you, then they will bear their heart with you and share things. I said that to say this whenever I became a Christian, it took me a little while to make an adjustment into that particular kingdom because it was a little bit different from the way the world operates and the way the world you know structures things but in the in the body of Christ. I found out that what I had on the inside of me already would operate if I would allow the Holy Spirit of the living God to guide me, to guide me in every endeavor and thing that I do. So I began to apply that in the business world. And as I applied it in the business world, my particular store that I was over and everything else, it began to go up and up, and up, and up. We didn't have to, employees didn't get fired. You know, they didn't quit. They didn't leave because they liked it there, because we took care of them. We ministered to them. We loved them. We helped them. And we found that even in the natural world, if you take the Word of God, apply the Word of God, and treat them as a part of the body, even though some of them were not a part of the body, But I'll tell you what, a bunch of them came to know Jesus Christ because when they see that the love of God is in you, they want to know what you've got and why you've got it. And it wasn't Bible-thumping. It wasn't pulling out the Bible and Bible-thumping them or talking to them all the time about Jesus, just living the life and just applying it to my own life. Well, what's that got to do with the body of Christ? As we go out here, we're the senior citizens of the church. And, you're, and we're not all of them. There's a, there's a number more senior citizens inside this church that have not come here yet, but they're going to. Yeah. Amen. And we have a responsibility. The Bible says very clearly, I'll finish reading this just a sec. It says very clearly that the younger women are to submit themselves to the older women. The older women are to teach them. They're supposed to teach them. That doesn't mean just teach them about Bible things. It means to teach them how to take care of their home, how to cook, you know, how to take care of their children. All of those different things that have to do with the house. How many of you know that the woman, well, it's not true so much today, but back in the beginning of of times, women took care of the household. And even to this day, uh in our family diane is the the queen of the house and even though i was the king of the house you know the king goes out into the city and he works and brings home the the food for the family and then he gives it to the wife and she distributes it she takes care of it so she's been the bookkeeper and one of my major jobs was taking care of books but I let her do all the household bookkeeping, don't I? And she does a great job, but I can do better. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I couldn't do any better. She does a great job. Amen. Amen. We've been long enough that we can kid with one or another that way. Amen. Be fifty seven years. This December. 57. It's my high school sweetheart. Amen. It is a long time. Yeah. Well, our older son is in his 50s. That's our oldest child is... 53, I think it is. So that kind of tells you where we're at. But we look young for our age. We do. And it's not because we do anything extra. It's because of our relationship with the Lord. That's really the reason why. It's because of our relationship with the Lord. Uh, Where was I at? The foot. The foot can't say. Amen. Well, I was with my wife, but... Anyway, it goes on and says, uh, and if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not a part of the body, or of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body... As it pleased Him. Not as it pleases you. In the Old Testament, it says God gives you pastors according to His heart. Not according to your heart. Thank God for Pastor Justin and Pastor Annette. They're sweethearts. Excuse me. Yeah. It is such a joy, you know, really, to serve underneath this, this ministry. Uh, you know, we've had our own churches, pastored them for 41 years. <clears throat> and this has been such a tremendous blessing. When we first came, Pastor pulled me aside and he said, he said Pastor Phil, He said, "Um, we don't know what to do with you. And I said, why? I said, we told you from the get-go, we met with them, and we told them, we're here to serve you, to help you to fulfill the vision of this house. We've been a pastor. We know what it's like, and pastors need the support of the body. And I said, I'm not here. I'm not seeking for position title, any of those things. I've had all of those things. And that's not what's important. What's important is to be able to help to fulfill the vision of the house. And I said, we're here to serve you. You're our pastor. And he said, but we don't know what to do with you because you know a whole lot more than we know. I said, no, I don't. No, I don't. He said, well, you've been serving the Lord for 41 years, and you've got to know a lot more. I said, I know some things, but listen, you guys know things, and you're, you're operating, and you're working in things that we never got to work in. And so we're just privileged to be hooked up, you know, in the wagon with you as you're driving us, as the Holy Ghost is leading to... What God has in store for this house. So he goes on and he says that he adds, as it hath pleased him. The reason that you're here at reigning at, at Heritage of Faith. I was about to say the church, the last church we pastored. We pastored a church called Raining Love Church, and it we're we're here to serve. Our pastors to help them to fulfill. Does everybody know what the pastor's job is? And Acts chapter 2, starting at verse number 1, it tells you very clearly that his job is to spend time in the Word of God and in prayer. That's his job. It's not to put out fires in the church. It's not to be running hither and yon because there is a trouble here and trouble there. That's the reason he has elders and and deacons in the church to oversee those things so that he can give himself to the Word of God and to prayer so that he can feed the flock in the hour in which we're at. The world is waxing worse and worse. You can see it on every hand. It's not going to get any better in the world, but it's going to get better in the church. And we're getting better. Look at your neighbor and say, you're getting better. better. Matter of fact, you look better. He said, if we were all uh, one member, where were the body? But now, uh, are they many members, but yet one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor, again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem, which seem to be more people. He didn't say they were people. He said, which seem in our people as more people. We're going to be surprised when we get to heaven. When we see what you know where everybody is. you we might see some of us pastors riding uh you, you know on uh, skates instead of in a car <laughs> a heaven mobile you might be surprised. we don't know. we we've got prayer warriors you know that spend time with the lord and in preparation and everything else. just just like uh Stephen and and uh, anna as they spent their lives in the presence of Almighty God. They weren't known by reputation, by name or title. They were just prayer intercessors and just gave God their whole life. And so you and I, we cannot deny the fact that we may have some sitting in this, wor- in this room right now that have just as much uh, of a credential in the spirit realm and crowns that will be thrown at their feet as the one that has won the most souls on this planet called earth. It doesn't make any difference how many crowns you get. You're going to put them at Jesus' feet anyway. He's not given, to, given them to you just to keep. He's given them to you so that you can cast them back at his feet because he's the one that won it all. Amen? Amen. He fulfilled all this so that we can enjoy all the benefits. He took all the pain, all the suffering, all the heat, and everything else, so that you and I could enjoy this life. And I'm just grateful to be in a body, aren't you? Amen. That, number one, loves the Lord. Number two, loves the presence of the Holy Spirit, and, and who is the one that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's making intercession for you and I, but the Holy Spirit is here. And He's the one. He's going to escort you out. You came to know Jesus because the Holy Spirit led you to Him. You got filled with the Holy Spirit. He came on the inside of you and fulfilled everything was necessary. Filled the cavity of, of this body. And then you've had the opportunity with your soul to make a decision. You're going to go with Him or you're not. But He's going to lead you. And the Holy Spirit is going to usher us out into the Lord in the clouds to meet Him. Lord, <coughs> so we need to give allegiance to the one who is here. Don't worship, we don't worship Him, we worship the Lord. But the Holy Spirit is there to aid you, to help you, to guide you, to direct you into all the avenues that's necessary. But we do it as a body. Not just as an individual, we do it as an individual, but we also do it as a body of Christ. And so we're we're very special. I want to get to this last part. And he says, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that which lacked, that there should be no chism in the body, which I told you a while ago, no backbiting, no talking, you know, stuff like that. But the members should have the same care one for another. That whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. One member uh, be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and members in particular. And I have shared with you before and will continue to share, you're very special. You're special to this body. Never think that you're not valued. You are valued here. I'm telling you, Pastor, I've talked to him on several occasions. He really cherishes the body. He loves the people, he and Pastor Nat. They love the people. You know, he's constantly, constantly talking about how much he loves this congregation. And so don't think that he's not thinking about you. He may not come up and shake your hand, hug your neck, you know, every time that you're here. (coughs) But when he gets an opportunity to pray for you and everything else and knows that there is something that's going on in your life, I promise you, he's praying. He's interceding. He and Pastor Annette are interceding in your behalf. Once they are made aware of situations, just like with Don, picked up that telephone and called him. Right in the midst of a crisis in their family. So we're a body. We're being tempered together so that we can do great exploits for Him. So your giftings, your talents, your abilities, your callings are all needed right here in this body. Amen? You have anything else, babe?
1: Well, it's just so wonderful.
0: It's just so wonderful
1: to know that nothing that we ever do when we reach out and are allowing the Holy Spirit to to use us, it's it's not unnoticed by our pastor, but it's not unnoticed by our Father. I mean, first, our Father. It's, it's so precious to have such a loving Father that He's always there. He's always there through the, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Trinity. But He's always there. It says He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll never see the righteous forsaken or receive begging bread. It's it's just a blessing uh, to serve Him, to serve each other. Just, you know if you if you have a a need you, you know pick up the phone and and you know if you have made friends with people get somebody to agree with you and as far as us our we've given out our phone number before you can call us anytime day or night you know because we're not we're here that's what we're here for and and pastor joseph he he is always here at the church, and I never come in, <laughs> but that I don't get a hug from him. And and uh, what he always uh, says to us, um, let's see, <laughs> don't say it the way you say it. Each one, reach one. Okay, so each one, reach one. So and that that means planting seeds, but it also means whatever you're doing to minister to the body. So it's just a blessing so much. And one of the things, as we were all so blessed to the way God worked it out to have Rodney Howard Brown here, I mean, that was God. I mean, to put something like that together in, like, I think, what we have, 10 days? And it was just such a sweet spirit, such a sweet spirit. And he he challenged us, which is what we're told all the time by um, Pastor Joseph is over, you know, outreach and, and when, evangelism. So we're told all the time that. But he challenged us to speak to one person a day and tell him about Jesus. Isn't that precious? And so I was somewhere yesterday, and I got to uh, to uh, share with a young man. And he I asked him, you know, if he lives here in the area. And he says, no, he lives over in Arlington. And so um, he said he used to since he's taken that job, he finds it hard to, to go to church and everything. So I said, well, isn't it wonderful how we have all the technology today that you can watch things live stream? You know, I was just, I spent the whole time I was there just sharing with him. And uh, then I said, but if you can't go to church, you know that uh, you can, the the number one thing that is in the greatest importance is knowing that you have made Jesus Christ the lord of your life and he's he said you know that's what my mother tells me too <laughs> so she's praying on that is she lives in she lives in a complete di- different uh, city, and so she's working on him from that end. You know, she probably knows that he's finding it hard to go to church, and and somebody is reaching out and praying for him on this end. We never know when just one act of kindness. We never know how it'll touch somebody.
0: Amen. Isn't God good? Won't you stand with us? I don't know what all your needs might be, but the Lord does know. And we're just going to pray and get in agreement with you that whatever those needs are, that our Heavenly Father will see to it that they come to pass. That's His promise. He said, ask, and it shall be given. Amen. How many of you are receiving what it is that you have need of? It may be finances, it may be deliverance of some kind, it may be a healing, it may be uh, your family, family members that you've been believing God for. The Bible also says, if any two on the earth will agree as touching anything they ask, it'll be done of our Father which is in heaven. Anything that you ask, it'll be done of our Father which is in heaven. So we just agree with the word. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. He took care of everything that pertained to life and godliness. So we implore you right now for every need that is represented in every household that is here today. We thank you, Lord, that those uh, desires would be granted and met swiftly in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you'll touch every member of every family uh, that is here, including those that are not here today that couldn't be here, that you would bless them and minister to them, Lord, in a very special way, honoring them with your word that says they're blessed coming in and they're blessed going out. That's not just into the church. That's into every place they go. They're blessed in everything that they put their hand to. You will cause it to prosper. And we just give you praise for it. You told us to give. It would be given. That's your promise. But you don't do it the way that we do it. You do it a good measure. pressed down. Shaken together. And running over. Will you give back into our bosom? And so, Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for the provisions that you have made through the blood of Jesus that has satisfied the gavel of justice concerning everything in our life, spirit, soul, body, and domestic. And we give you praise for it. As we also leave this house today, we thank you, Lord, for blessing and giving us travel mercies to where we are going. Safe passageway angels encamped around about us to protect us in all of our goings. Lord, that you'll show us in advance of any danger down the road. And we just give you glory, honor, and praise. We thank you also, Lord, as we prepare to come back into this house tomorrow, Sunday morning. Lord, that you would just cause the people to wake up early, get prepared, and prepare their hearts, and come in with a prepared heart, ready to worship, ready to engage their spirit into the activities of what's going on here, here, and cause us to release the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do. We give Him permission to move up and down these aisles, touching every life, In whatever needs to be done. And we give you praise for it. We give you honor and we give you glory. We speak over the people that they are blessed, blessed, blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God.
1: I I want to mention our praise and worship team. Oh, my goodness. Haven't they? It's just the praise and worship is wonderful. So... Anyway, just great, um, yeah, accelerated. Accelerated. That's what we've been believing, God. He's been speaking a lot about acceleration.